This is the Humans of Gaming Podcast, an open and honest conversation about games, life, and belief. Welcome to Humans of Gaming. I'm Drew Dixon. I'm the chief content nerd at Love Thy Nerd and co-host of this podcast. Chris Gwaltney is here as well. Hey, Chris. Hey, what's up? I am the chief executive nerd of Love Thy Nerd, and Drew sees fit to let me be here. Yeah, yeah. Because we were talking earlier about um, how I don't think, even though you're the chief executive nerd, I don't think you have the ability to fire me. <laughs> yeah. So, it's because um, my heart won't allow it because I love <laughs> you so much. And also we just don't have any of that. Like, yeah, you know, and what am I going to fire you from? Yeah. Like doing a job for free. Hey, you're fired yeah. from doing this thing for free. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not exactly for free, but it's close. Yeah, but, close. uh, so we are here to talk to Greg Labanov. Did I say your last name right? Uh, that's the first question everyone asks me on every podcast <laughs> and the answer is always no, but I don't mind. It's okay. The way that you actually say it is Labanov, but Labanov. I, I, I like hearing different people's interpretations of it because people always kind of take it their own way, you know? Yeah. Right. Yeah. What is the, what is the origin of that name? It is Russian. Okay. I assumed it was, it was, some, so, yeah. uh, you're, you're like, how far back do you do? Oh, my mom grew up in, in Soviet Russia, like communism. Okay. Oof, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But you grew up in the West? In America. America? Baby. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> America, baby. <laughs> he, said, he said with enthusiasm. Nice. Wow, that's cool. We'll have to talk about that more. Uh, we do have another special guest, though, because one of the things that we like to do on this podcast is... Um, honor the people that support us. So mm-hmm. uh, one of those people is, and it's a small way, one of the ways that we honor the people who support us monthly, who, who gives to Love That Nerd monthly, is by inviting them to come on this podcast and ask a question of our, our guests. Um, and uh, so this this time, that is Stephanie Skiles. Hey, Stephanie. Hey. And you are Skiles. also... Yeah, and you are also pretty deeply involved with all that nerd which is cool you're yes. one of our editors um you've been on a trip with us and are planning yes. to go on another trip with us to pack yes. south mm-hmm. so um and you run game chat all so. the things yes yeah uh give us like real quick before we let you ask your question um or you just ask it we don't have to let you i don't guess um but <laughs> <laughs> before you ask your question tell us a little bit about game chat oh game chat is what we call a book club for video gamers. Um, we um, meet weekly um, on Tuesday nights currently, um, and we play pieces of a game or chapters of a game through the week and then meet weekly to discuss them, um, going a little bit deeper than like, hey, this was a cool jump mechanic and trying to delve into character development and story and the deeper themes and meanings in the game, yeah. as well as pl- fun stuff like art and yeah. Yeah, yeah. And you're planning to do an episode of that on Greg's game, which I did. Yes. I just realized I didn't even announce. Uh, <laughs> Greg is one of the lead designers on Wonder Song, a really lovely game that uh, that we dig a lot here at Love Leonard. 
Yeah, the game chat thing sounds really rad. Actually, I would I would love to hear that. Not even just for Wonder Song, but I also look forward to your Wonder Song episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. We're doing the Wonder Song in March. Uh, is when we're doing that. And you can find our podcast on Switch, iTunes, and Google Play, as well as on our website at thegamechat.net. Awesome. Awesome. So, Greg, I know you were one of the lead designers on Wonder Song. What else? Uh, how would you introduce yourself? Like, what else would you, what else have you worked on? What have I done? Uh, I made free games in Game Maker pretty much all throughout high school. Um, and then I. Uh, man, okay, I'll just go backwards. So Wonder Song is the last game I did. Before that, I did um, a roguelike card game called Coin Crypt. Um, before that, I did like a mobile puzzle game called Perfection. And before that, like a JRPG called Phantasmaburbia. I've just been kind of like doing a bunch of stuff, basically. Uh, yeah. I, I make I make like big adventure games in Game Maker. Um, <laughs> that's that's nice. the only yeah consistent thing. I like telling stories and I like colorful things and. Uh, and yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> I like that. It's a solid list. It's a solid list. Well, uh, yeah. Before we jump completely into the show here, um, we'll just—I'll turn it over to Stephanie and let Stephanie ask because she's—I know she's a big fan of Wonder Song, and in fact, um, th- this is a big deal. Like Wonder Song. I mean, I know it's got like a lot of accolades. A lot of people really loved it, but I feel like our site probably has the most important accolade that a game could possibly get. <laughs> um, yes. I'm sure you'll like put this on maybe your, the uh, weirdest, if nothing else. It's probably be like the first entry on your Wikipedia page for Wonder Song of like yeah. you know awards, and that's that Wonder Song was Jesus's the Son of Man <laughs> was his first <laughs> number one game of the year of 2018. Yeah. So boom. Um, no pressure. And Stephanie and Stephanie wrote the the entry for the for the yeah. listicle that we did. Mm-hmm. Don't, so don't blow it. Yeah. <laughs> don't blow it. So. Anyway, um, now that yeah, I made it awkward. Yeah, I, I got to give my thanks to the big man. I guess mm-hmm. while while we're mm-hmm. on the topic. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Jesus. The big guy, the yeah. Big guy yeah. Perfect. <laughs> I'm honored. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, Steph, ask take it away. away. Okay. Well, um. One thing that, um, like, I've, I've watched a lot of, I mean, I played the game myself twice, um, and I've watched a few playthroughs of it. Um, like, people just, people are just bowled over by just the joy in the game and the optimism and the color. And one thing that, like, um, I like to ask is, in while developing the game, while you and your team were developing the game, and... Um, about ready to bring it out like what was what was like the one big thing that you hoped players would come away from the game either learning about themselves the world around them or the world itself uh what was that one kind of thing that you hope that they got from wonder song um we that's a good question when we i think i think one thing that there was there was kind of like a guiding light that um the game kind of started from uh, and that was like, like before, before I made Wander Song, I did like, um, a bike ride across America of my bike for a few months. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I had like just a really kind of positive life changing experience, uh, doing that. Like I met a lot of strangers who were really kind to me, um, mm-hmm. overcame a lot of just like 
ad- adversity and, and did a lot of things I didn't really think I could do. Like when I, I left from like my hometown in Philly on the bike trip, not expecting to actually like finish the trip. It was kind of like, well, here's a crazy thing that I don't know if I can do and I'll try to do it. And like the fact that I accomplished it already is just like insane. Like at the, before I did, I did just didn't think I could do it. And yeah, um, I went down the East coast from Philadelphia to like the bottom of Florida and Miami, then back up Florida and across the South, like through like Louisiana and Texas and Arizona um, to San Diego or is that no, no, no. I didn't do this <laughs> to Los Angeles and then up, up the, up the West coast to San Francisco. Um, so it was about 5,000 miles. Um, yeah. yeah. Sure, it's a little, little jaunt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like I, I came out of that trip kind of with a really optimistic feeling about the world and just about mm. humanity and about strangers and just about like, how, you know, people are connected with one another and how, like, you know, we need to be compassionate and support each other and this this kind of, like, big ideas stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so at the same I time... I feel like... Yeah. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt. I didn't raise sure. my hand in the, in the thing. Um, That's okay. <laughs> I, I feel like I want to hear a story because, like, you've said, you know, you experience, like, compassion or things. Like, what's the one story from the trip that you feel like really displays <laughs> that or something do you have one there isn't there isn't one. i mean yeah that's the things that there wasn't just one it was kind of like just a daily reoccurrence but like examples might be like um there was a on, on christmas eve i was like trying to ride i had like a family who i was going to stay with i was riding to their house and my my bike broke down like three times on the highway like my i had like spare parts but like the tubes in my bike just kept breaking i think like because they're on the highway, there was something in my tire. But anyway, mm-hmm. so my bike just kept crapping out on me. And every time it happened, somebody would pull over and like, like had a part to fix it, or or like would put my bike in their car and drive me up the road to like the next bike shop or whatever. Like people were so willing to stop and help me. And I don't know, yeah, just like being on a rush hour highway and then just meeting people, like you know, it's just <laughs> it was really nice. Yeah. And it wasn't, yeah. And it's like, that's not even exceptional, like in the, in the scheme of the trip, like that is what's mm-hmm. crazy is like, like that was, that was, that, that alone would have been like, wow, this is such a nice moment where I like met these people who helped me. But it was also like, that was just like one day of like every day that was, you know, like, I don't know, living the way that I was living. Like I felt I was really reliant on other people or like, I don't know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I was lonely. I was always in a strange place. So like just to find something or, or to stay somewhere, like I had to, to meet new people. <laughs> Um, so, so you're saying that the cure for all these mad people on my Facebook is to tell them to go take a bike ride. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I think, I think on some level people will get like what they want out of the trip too. Like, I think if I was really, yeah. I don't know, I could probably find things to be angry about too. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> or, or I guess for, for where, for where there's, there's two ways you could have told that, you know, like, man, it sucked on Christmas Eve. My bike just kept breaking down. It broke down three times and then just stopped there. Right. But like, I think because you're choosing to focus on, hey, like, look at these cool little positive experiences that came out of this. Like, that's the that's the perspective shift, you know? Right. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I think just maybe maybe has lots of where I was in life, too. Just like what like I, I needed, like what, because, um, yeah, like, like I was I was going to kind of uh uh, what do you say continue into uh segue into that's the mm-hmm. word as i was about to segue into like at the time like 
around me, like this is, this is in 2015, like it felt like the world was kind of already moving in a way where um, there was a lot of anxiety about the outside world. Um, like late 2015 is when Gamergate happened. Um, <laughs> so I was feeling like a lot of friction between just like, like out, outside of me, like in the game space, there was a lot of negativity in the world about just, you know, like people were feeling and then for good reason, but feeling really kind of like anxious and, and fearful about other other people on the internet. You know, it kind of mm-hmm. felt like, man, the world is full of dark, scary strangers who want to hurt you. And like, you know, we have to like hide from them. Whereas like I was starting to feel like, wow, actually, like I've met so many strangers and they were just so kind to me. Overwhelmingly, like my feeling is that people are actually really good. Even people who, you know, like I, I don't expect to or, or, you know, like, I, I don't know, just like from all walks of life, people are like just great. So yeah. that like that was what I wanted to kind of put in the Wander song. I think in the, in the very beginning was that that feeling of just like trying to feel love for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Well, you did it. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> Mission accomplished. Oh, Sweet. Awesome you- story. You Thank felt you. loved as you played Wonder Song stuff. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. I mean, just yeah, I just the relationships that you see the Bard build with with the with the people that you come in contact with. Um, and for this listing, the Bard is the main character. Um, but the relationships and the conversations, and just that if you listen to people and give them time, and take care of them yourself that as Greg was saying, like they in the game, they take care of you and they, and they listen to you and they return that. And it's just, it's, it's amazing. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. I like that message. I feel like, um, it's really needed in our, like, like, you know, you talked about 2015, but like, here we are at 2018 yeah. When a lot of people are um, still mad. You know, per- yeah. Still angry, but also um, kind of on, on all sides of the aisle, really. Uh, but, but like, there's just a lot of, I think people in this, this last couple of years that have lost faith in people being decent to each other and, you know, in the hope that comes from like believing that we can trust each other, you know, um, if we'll just take, take the risk. Um, yeah, I, I feel like that message is needed, um, of like just taking the, making the effort to look past what you see initially and, and, and see that there's a lot of good that we can offer one another. Yeah, I felt like that was really important. I mean, not that, like, yeah, it was funny because when I started the game at the time, it was like, it already felt kind of, like, subversive because it was kind of against the grain that I was seeing on the internet. And at the time, I was like, well, who cares? Because, like, this game's going to come out in two years. It won't even be relevant at that point. You know, like, this is, like, <laughs> like Gamergate's over. Thank goodness, you know. We're never going to see that again. Do. Yeah. But, you know, it just it just gave me thoughts. And I was like, well, so I'll make a game like kind of about how I'm feeling right now. And like, you know, we'll see how it goes. And I had no way to know that over the course of those like three years that like the world was just going to go so far yeah. in that direction. Yeah. Like it, <laughs> in some ways, yeah, the yeah. game felt more and more relevant as I was working on it. Um, and mm-hmm. that was like, I don't know. Yeah. Like kind of scary, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I am glad that, yeah, that it, it was able to come out and kind of like speak to people in a time where I feel like, yeah, that they need it. 
Um, mm. And it, for me, like it gave me something to kind of like focus on when the world was feeling really dark. Like this game for me was kind of like a bastion of, um, it was like, it was, a, you know, my, my filter that I put the world through. So when things were at their worst, I always was asking myself like, well, how does this fit into Wandersong? Like, what does Wandersong say about this? You know, like, yeah. And that, that actually for me was a really useful tool just for like myself <laughs> um, right. over the last few years. Yeah. I'm curious. I want to hear more about this trip because this is fascinating to me that you took across the country. How long did it take you? Five, five months I spent on my bike. Yeah. Five months? Five monthorinos. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's shorter than I would have thought. Like you, you booked it. I feel like, well, I have no, <laughs> like, I don't really have a, uh, Drew has a bike. I don't, I do have a bike. I have a mount. I've been mountain biking lately a lot. Mm. Um, but I don't have like a frame of reference a for concept. how long it should take one to yeah. go like all the way across the country from, you know, Philadelphia to Florida and then to California. Yeah. But I mean, the range, the range is really big. I definitely went faster than other people, but like, yeah. like athletes who do this as like, uh, you know, for training, like they can bike across the country in like two weeks. That's like, oh, wow. I think the world record's somewhere wow. around there Screw yeah, those or, or less. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, you know, it's, it's dep- it really d- it depends more on what you're, you're trying to get out of it. You know, like some people, yeah. it's like, you, they could do the same trip in like three years and, and like stop in every place that they see, you know, just go to the next yeah. town, stay there for like a week or, you know, whatever, right? Like, yeah. Um, so you tried to stop a little bit at least and take some, some, some of the world in, some of our country in. and uh, A little it. bit. I actually like, uh, I like when I, so when I left on the trip, I was with, um, three other people. So we were a group of four. And, um, I think of the group of us four, I was the one who was the most like goal oriented in the trip. Like I was like, well, I want to like, I want to bike across America. Like that's my goal is to accomplish this or like, see, Mm -hmm. not like, not that I can do this, but like, you know, like see, like, you know, I want to try for it. I really want to make my Mm -hmm. best effort to get all the way across. So like, um, but the other three were kind of more on the lines of like, well, like let's stop here for a day. Like, oh, like this this town off off our off our path looks like really interesting. Let's go this way instead, you know. And I'd be, but that's yeah. the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, like eventually the three of them one by one, like they ended up going back home. Like they kind of were like, yeah, I feel like I got what I wanted out of the trip. You know, like this was fun, but I've been here for a long time. I miss my family, whatever. You know. <laughs> um, yeah. So they would head back, and I, I kept on going. So, so at like, what point were you alone? I'm from Miami, so that uh, oh, like so a lot of it. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. They basically came down the East Coast with me, and then yeah, for various reasons, had to go back. Um, yeah, yeah. So I did, I did. Yeah, most of it was by myself, kind of. But then I also would meet other cyclists um, on the road and stuff. I'd ride with them. And yeah, like of the people I met, like there was just a huge range of personalities. It's, it's actually, I don't know. Yeah. It's, there's a whole, like when, uh, man, I'm like, my brain's going like five different directions right now. I try to think about this. Good. I mean, right. I think the thing, the thing to like, like, it sounds like it's crazy, but when you, once you, know, once you kind of get into the groove of it, like the first like couple days, it's like, holy shit, I'm biking across America. Like this is wild. <laughs> But then eventually, you know, it just becomes like, it's just your lifestyle. It's like, well, like yeah. it's your habits. Like, well, I sleep here and I wake up at this time and I get on my bike and I ride this far. And then I, you know, like, that's my day. Like, that's just what, that's what I do. Um, so a lot of it stops seeming extraordinary. And like, 
but it does it, it is like a completely different way that you kind of see the world or at least that i saw the world when i was on that trip like there's kind of like um like layers of society i guess is like how i describe it just like like yeah. when when once i was on the road cycling it's like there were so many other people who were also cycling that like i just never would have seen but oh, like right, one yeah. like i'm on the trip and it's like everybody like you see people you know it's like you see people do it's like there's certain places that you go to and like things that you you do and when you see other cyclists who are kind of like doing like the same habits as you, you're like, oh, that's another, that's like one of us, you know? <laughs> yeah. Solidarity, brother. Yeah. And, or, an yeah. ally on the road of life. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So there's, you there's yeah. Like the sense of friendship with those types of people. Yes. Yeah, totally. Yeah. There's like a, a really deep sense of camaraderie. Um, so yeah, it was like, like, this, this, so I was meeting these kinds of people like on the trip and like, yeah, I don't know, like interacting this whole different like part of life. And it did, but like again, like it wasn't really like, extraordinary. It was just like where I was. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool because I think that's like one of our goals as an organization with Love Thy Nerd is that like we want to. I don't think we're there by any means. It's going to take a lot of work, but mm. we want to be this organization that like people feel that same sense with, you know, like, Hey, these guys care about me. And, you know, and, and for us, like nerd culture is the, you know, video games, board games, geek stuff. Like that's, that's our, our common bond. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I think what you said er earlier about Gamergate sort of illustrates that even though a lot of times geeks and stuff feel that same, like we feel, we do feel a sense of camaraderie because we grew up doing the same stuff or, or we're into the same kind of hobbies. Mm -hmm. Um, like it's still, there's still a lot of like, um, what's the word? Just awfulness out there. Right. <laughs> you know, like, well, that's, that's one of the, I think adversity, like shared adversity is one of the things that like creates that solidarity. You know, like yeah. I think of, um, you know, times that I've gone like backpacking or hiking, like we, I, with my brother, and my dad, we like backpack the Grand Canyon and you're that. miserable. Like it is awful. Like I, it's just yeah. really hard, but then you pass other people and like, you know, maybe you're on the way up and you see them on the way down and they're all like chipper and happy. And you're like, Oh, because you got <laughs> to go back up suckers. Um, but you have that shared bond. And I think maybe Greg, if, if I'm hearing like there's part of that too, when you're seeing these people like, Oh, we just went up that hill together or we, you know, went down that part together, like that shared adversity. And I feel that nerd culture too, because mm -hmm. generally speaking, we are a culture of people that have, you know, been on the outside looking in at different points in time. I mean, not so much anymore. It's kind of cool to be a nerd these days, but like, yeah, nerd, certainly yeah. we were, you know, certainly we were growing up. It wasn't cool. Um, mm -hmm. So we have that kind of connection of like shared adversity. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that rings true to me. I mean, yeah, nowadays like geekdom has gotten so big. Like I don't even know. I, well, I guess, yeah, <laughs> I, I, it's hard for me to know even like who it excludes now. Cause it's like everyone like superhero movies, yeah. right. It's like, everyone watches those now they're they're like the most mainstream thing that there is mm -hmm. so it's like yeah like we're i don't know yeah but it's 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 also true that like it's something that connects all of us too right like the fact that superhero movies are like this huge thing that everyone sees it's also like 
something that we all have in common, I guess, right? Like <laughs> these huge, huge things that everyone knows about, these huge stories. So, I think when I knew, it's when I was at the mall with my wife. And, you know, like the jewelry stores and malls, they're like everywhere. And we mm-hmm. walked past this jewelry store and in the front center, like dead center in the front window was like the Deathly Hollows necklace, like from <laughs> Harry Potter. And I'm yeah. like, dude, we've arrived. Like we're <laughs> cool now because here it is front center jewelry store in the mall. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We did it. Yeah. What was, uh, what was like the hardest part of this trip? Definitely the loneliness. <laughs> yeah. I got a hundred percent. Yeah. Like, uh, especially once my, well, yeah. When, when, when like my friends were leaving at the time I was like, Oh great. Like, those slow pokes are finally heading home <laughs> time for me to like, you know, take Ooh. off and soar like a bird, you know, that I was meant to be That's and finally funny. like really make my distance across this huge country. Um, <laughs> but then like almost immediately I was like, Oh my God, I miss everyone. <laughs> um, yeah. And it's like, I met, I, I did meet so many people on the trip in different places, uh-huh. but meeting people in that context uh like it's really hard to develop like connections with people because you are so transitive like or transient mm-hmm. like you know it's mm-hmm. like i always know like well i'm leaving tomorrow like i won't see this person again maybe ever like um and it's like i don't know like some some of that it's like it it made it that much more special when people did share kindness because it was like wow like i'm a complete stranger to you like you know you might never see me again and you did this like amazing thing for me that's wonderful yeah but then also like that feeling of just like, I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, just missing like that, that close connection, like friends, family, that kind of thing. That was really, really tough for me. Um, Are you normally pretty like extroverted or introverted? Yeah, or? I'm, I'm a pretty, I'm an extrovert for sure. Yeah. I like yeah, people. There, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> Cause there's like, there's introverts that would go on that trip and they're like, Oh yes. I just get to live in my own head for five months. <laughs> You know, you this, uh, I would literally just shrivel up and die. <laughs> you consider yourself an extrovert, Chris? You know, I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I think technically I'm kind of in the middle somewhere, An ambivert. but I need people like I can't, yeah. I can't just sit by myself in my own well, head. Or I, I and just, that's one of the, I think that's actually one of the misnomers about introverts is they, none of us really want to be alone all the time. Right, introverts yeah. need people you need to recharge your batteries yeah i just need people in a in a different way i think yeah, sometimes. yeah. I, actually um, i think um the the bike trip in some sense like it's actually like the ideal ex- it's supposed it's, it's like it's like the most extrovert experience because you're meeting so many new people right and yeah. like the extrovert relationship is supposed to be like i know everyone a little bit you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, that's part of what appeals to me about your trip really i'm i'm probably kind of like an ambivert as well i, I can swing either way but um, like, I think that we so often in life, just in general, like we're constantly around people and we never talk to them. Um, like we go to restaurants and bars and whatever else that you do. And, you know, there's all these opportunities we have to like make a meaningful connection and we don't because we sort of been trained that that's weird or something. Mm-hmm. But this trip that when you're, when you're, you talked about, talked about being lonely on it, like you're out there on the road alone all this time and like you see people and you're like i want to talk to you <laughs> like, <laughs> like i kind of like that uh as an experience 
of just sort of learning to talk to strangers in a way I think maybe is a dying art that mm. it sounds like this trip kind of instilled a, a love for that in you maybe. Is it did. True? Yeah. Yeah, it definitely did. At least for the duration of the trip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it puts you in a state of mind. Like I, I really, really did appreciate having that experience. And I, yeah, I made a lot of other like um, like other other games that I played actually made a lot more sense too. Like, and yeah, like like in Wandersong, Wandersong is actually like to, like I mean, very different from my trip for sure. But like that, like the way that the bard kind of like just meets people and just like you just start yeah. learning about people so quickly, like that to me actually felt really faithful to what my experience was. Like mm-hmm. you might think that that was just like I don't know doing a writing thing, but no, like I, I it's like. It, it really was this experience of just like meeting all these different people and then feeling all these voices like that, that part. Yeah. And I, yeah, I love that experience. Yeah. yeah. Is there someone that like stands out to you that you met that was like anyone you met on the trip you still talk to? Uh, that I still talk to like yeah. uh, other cyclists are probably the ones who I was the closest with. Um, mm-hmm. Like, cause we, we actually would spend like time together. There are some mm-hmm. people who I met um, like, like, like one of people, a lot, like a lot of people who I, you know, like I stay with them for a night or something and I do still remember them, but I'm not still in touch with a lot of them <laughs> just cause it yeah. was like, yeah, like hard to keep contact, I guess. Like some of them, like I would try to catch up with, but it's just like, I mean, like people who actually do this kind of stuff, like they meet so many, there's, so there's, there's actually a community of, um, like cyclists, you know, who like do like trips like this. And then there's people yeah. who, um, like just, there's, there's like ways to find like places to stay for cyclists specifically okay yeah yeah so people and like a lot of it will be like other cyclists who've done a trip like this before they'll be like well like i had you know like i was given a lot by the world so my way of giving back is like if you're a cyclist you can come stay in my house you know like that's yeah. like i offer i offer my my home to you basically yeah mm-hmm. this is something that's that cool. i yeah i owe that to someday i have to start doing that i can't right now because i have roommates <laughs> <laughs> no that's great that's great um, yeah what was uh, uh, where are you living now i know i think you said you're from philly but are you there now uh, I'm in I'm in Canada. I live in uh, Vancouver. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I moved up here. Um, before I started Wander Song, I moved from Philly to Vancouver, yeah. uh, and I've been here since. Yeah, that's cool. Did you? How many miles did you go a day? Ish. Uh, a really solid average day would be about sixty miles. Once I kind of got into the pace of it, mm-hmm. um, I did one day where I did a hundred and it was like hundred and eighty miles. Um, and maybe 170. I don't remember. One like it's around there. Um, it was stupid. Was it just to like prove that you could, or did it you was the, it was somewhere? it was the first day when everyone left. So oh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, uh, that's funny. This is yeah. what I've been wanting to do the whole time, and then you did 180 miles. You're like, never again. Never again. <laughs> <laughs> um. I also, I, I, it was like uh, my best friend from high school actually lived in Florida. He was in um, St. Petersburg, which is really close to Tampa. Mm-hmm. So, and I was in Miami and I was like, well, my friends are gone. So it kind of was a mix of like, I want to see someone I'm close with again. And I want to see like how far I can go. So I tried to do the trip from Miami to Tampa and just like the minimum amount of time. Like I just did like, I just like, and this is, this is also sort of unusual because usually like, you know, like, you know, you're on, you're on a meandering adventure. Like you do, like you go around like Florida, you see like the coast and the beaches. I yeah. went like straight through the middle. I went like <laughs> from Miami. I just cut through like, like farms and orange trees and random lakes and just like nothing, nothing places, like nothing pretty or yeah. fun. Like the Everglades yeah. I biked through, you know, just like, 
Yeah. No, no <laughs> I was like, around. I'd want to get through that area pretty quick too. Yeah. So, <laughs> Alligators. Just kidding. Do we have any Florida listeners? Just <laughs> yeah. Um, man, I've got some, I'm going to try to like, not just make this completely about your bike ride, but I do find it <laughs> fascinating. So I just have like one or two more questions about it. Sure. Drew might be getting on his bike after this. <laughs> this really, this really appeals to me. We're like, all about bike riding. Someday, yeah. you, you're you're gonna start. You're gonna get a bike, stuff? No, no. I honestly, <laughs> you know, truthfully, I don't know how to ride a bike. Oh, oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. We know, we know a guy. I tried. Guy. I tried when I was younger and it kept falling. And unlike the Bard and Wonder song, I just gave up and never learned. <laughs> i was like well this isn't for me i'm gonna go play some video it's games never too late <laughs> yeah it is never too late. late i actually just taught one of my friends how to ride a bike like last year she oh. was 25 or 26 okay. so well, there's yeah. still hope there's still hope yeah. yeah you could probably at this point even teach yourself like 2000 i tried yeah i mean i think it's you, you you'd pick it up right up uh my daughter, my seven-year-old daughter, I tried and tried and tried to get her to ride her bike. Well, she she was five, I guess, when she learned something like that. But anyway, um, like you know, and she was not having it. Like she didn't like. It just she got upset every time I tried to teach her. Yeah. And I tried to be really patient, but one day she just like I think she saw a friend of hers do it, and well, so no, that'll do she it. just she picked up her bike and did it like first try. <laughs> nice zoom. peer pressure, and it's like. Uh, one of those moments as a dad where you're like, well, she totally didn't need me. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, wow. I'm uh, I'm pretty useless to these, uh, like, you know, that's one of those iconic things as a parent. Like one day I'm sure. going to teach my kid to ride a bike. And no nope. single <laughs> tear fell from Drew's <laughs> eye. <laughs> oh, 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 I don't even want to think about that. <laughs> but, uh, okay. So, so just last question I want to ask about, well, maybe two about this mm-hmm. bike ride. But what was the scariest moment? The scariest okay. moment of the bike ride. Um, the scariest moment would come probably on nearly a daily basis, and it was when the sun set. <laughs> um, especially because I, I had like a habit of I always was overstretching myself, so yeah. like I wouldn't set very realistic goals for like where to get. Like so, it's, you, it's the way you know it's like you you wake up when the sun rises and you pick a destination. You're like I'm gonna get to there, you know, before nightfall, and you mm-hmm. like get in touch with people in that town, like whatever, like try to figure out, like look up like places you can go to at least, you know, something. Um, So like I'd have a destination in mind and I'd start writing. And it's like, especially once I got into like the rural parts, like like the South border and that kind of stuff, like the gaps Mm -hmm. between towns are really big. So it's like you set out from a place and then sometimes like you don't even, there's literally like no civilization, you know, the entire day until you get to the next destination. Um, so like when, like you're in a situation where it's like, oh, like I'm still 10 miles away from the next town and the sun's setting and like when it gets dark, it gets dark. And it's mm. like, it, like, I'm, I'm not even like, like, you know, it's like, I'm scared of the dark or anything, but something, I think there's something very, I don't know. It felt very animal. It was just like this, this, this like really innate fear. Like, I don't know where I am. I can't see anything. Like I'm going to mm. die. <laughs> something, every, every, something's going to come kill me. Like. I don't know. That's yeah. why Wonder Song is so bright and full of color. <laughs> um, we, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, like <laughs> uh, it's all well, it's 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 bright in the face of adversity, I guess, right? Like mm-hmm. most crucially, um, 
but yeah so like those those like really scary that that was that was always really scary i guess yeah and and like tw- two times like a car almost hit me actually one time a car did hit me that was on my oh, on my gosh. last day um <laughs> but it was yeah uh that it wasn't yeah, even that scary actually uh i was no i was like, totally okay actually um they just clipped you or something uh we we collided like now i'm like thinking about it you know it's been a long time um i like knocked the guy's <laughs> mirror off uh so like yeah. we hit we hit like pretty directly i guess um and it was it was both of our faults or like like as much minuses for sure um <laughs> as i was i was on like my, my last day of the trip and i was just like totally like tunnel visioning um but just getting done yeah just getting it done yeah but that wasn't so bad actually it was way scarier the times when the car like um, like like the times where the cars almost hit me and missed like those were like pretty scary because those ones were it was like on the highway going really really fast like what i would have mm-hmm. died for sure yeah um yeah but the nighttime thing was like a, a much more like like that's like a moment happens you're like whoa like your heart rate goes up the nighttime yeah. thing is like you you go like you sink into just this like what becomes like just constant terror basically it's like <laughs> it's dark and it's not getting brighter and i don't know you know like i gotta find a place i gotta find a place like that that kind of thing Ugh, um, yeah 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 <laughs> that sounds rough yeah um and uh last last question about your bike ride and we'll, we'll shift gears <laughs> okay. uh what was the most beautiful part like what was there an area you rode your bike through that just like stands out to you was like just an amazing moment i like yeah i think the the thing i i I like to bring up is joshua tree national park which is in california Mm -hmm. which which like is is a beautiful place but for in my experience was especially beautiful because um like for me it represented basically the end of like the the end of the hard part of my trip because i was going across like the south border like riding west like the high point, like, you know, there's, there's kind of like a, like a, a peak, like altitude somewhere in the middle, like, a, uh, in, uh, I mean, like Arizona or something. And yeah, then mm-hmm. Joshua tree, it's like you, like I, I biked through a desert for like a week or two and then climbed like this, like really steep mountain to get to that. That park is like, like at a high altitude again. And once you're up yeah. there, it's gorgeous. Like you see mountains forever, beautiful trees, and like the not, and I had this knowledge, like from here, I just coast down this mountain and I'm at the ocean and like the trip's over. So like, yeah, I felt this really huge sense. It was like, it was just everything at once. It was just like feeling hugely accomplished. And like, I just climbed a huge mountain and it was easy from here. That like, was basically done. And it was, and it is like, like even, even like if I was just ranking things as like natural, like, like naturally gorgeous, like it is just like, yeah, a really, really great place. So yeah, that yeah. one, that one stands out to me. Yeah. <laughs> cool that's cool well i'm inspired now uh i don't know if i'll bike i have like <laughs> had dreams of one day like backpacking the continental divide trail or the appalachian mm. trail or something you know mm-hmm. I've, I've always thought that would be cool yeah um but we'll see i have I some think- friends that just did um crap what's it called it's in france and goes to spain or spain and goes to france yeah. santiago is that okay. the name of it? I don't know. Sure it's enough. this trail. It's this old like a uh, pilgrimage trail um, mm. in Europe. And it's, you know, hundreds, I don't know how many miles long. Yeah. And, but they're older, like they're retired, you know, I think they're in their fifties, maybe pushing sixties Yeah, and hiked this thing like hundreds of miles. That's um, what I think about hiking yeah. and biking, biking even more so than hiking. You can do it till you're pretty old, you know? 
Yeah. yeah. Yeah, biking, yeah, it's actually one of the things you don't get worse at um, as you age. Like the, I think the most common demographic of people who do that trip are like retired people. It's a thing yeah. that you do and yeah, it's like, well, I'm not working anymore. Guess I'll bike across America. That's and they're cool. pretty good at it. Like they would definitely pass me <laughs> pretty often. <laughs> yeah. It's not that unlike why I recently started mountain biking again. I, I grew up mountain biking like when I was in like high school, college, graduate school, that era of my life. Um, and then I just hadn't for like almost 10 years. Well, not 10 years, like eight years or so. Hmm. Um, my bike was like the tires had dry rotted and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then I turned 36 recently and we, <laughs> my <laughs> wife and I went on this trip to like uh, Zion National Park and Bryce Canyon and um different parts of Arizona and stuff. I don't know. It just like clicked in me that I wanted to be outdoors more. And uh, so I got my bike fixed and I've been biking like two or three times a week on my mountain bike. But it's great because like, it's not so you go on a long run or something. It's not so hard on my joints and stuff. <laughs> I right, sound yeah. like an old man. I'm not that old, but uh, right, right. I, I did start, I did start like, having, sorry, go ahead. I was just running is really intense. I know that like it's yeah. arguably like not even that good for you to do for an extended period right. of time. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it wears on your joints pretty bad after a while, and so biking's much better. Um, but uh, you know, I just sort of realized, like, I'm 36. Like, this could be literally the midpoint. I mean, my grandfather died when he was like 72, so mm. like, I could literally be at the midpoint of my life. Like, what do I? <laughs> so I thought that mountain biking was a much like more uh, reasonable midlife crisis to have. <laughs> that was my choice. Yeah. And, you know, like an extramarital affair or buying a sports or buying a sports car or something. Right. Oh, you saw, you saw, like you saw the decisions in your head, and you were weighing them equally. And you're like, I think yeah, mountain biking. Right. <laughs> yeah, mountain biking is the one. That's the yeah, one. yeah, yeah. My wife appreciated it. So anyway, let's talk about you. Like, where'd you grow up and stuff? I grew up in. Uh, well, I, I was born in Philadelphia. Um, as I was growing up, um, I moved to lots of different places. Like, I lived in Michigan for like a year on the Canadian border, but mostly in the area of Philadelphia or like suburbs of okay. Philadelphia. Yeah. Cool. We what were just that? there for PAX yeah. Unplugged. That's right. Oh, cool. Oh, yeah. how was that actually? It was great. Cool. I really enjoyed it. Steph yeah. was there. Yeah. Are you still on stuff? Yeah. Did you there. enjoy Philadelphia? Yeah. yeah Philly, I, well, there, you know, I mean, when you go to conventions like that, there's not much time to look around, but it was my first time there. Um, saw the market across the street, the, uh, running terminal yeah, market. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Of course it was like, <laughs> she super saw it. Busy. You can go into it. Well, I did go into it, but it was super, super oh, you did. busy. Okay. And oh yeah. yeah, yeah. It was pretty much just like, and it closes you know, at like 5 PM or something. It's, it's, it's not like a even lunch thing. Dinner. Yeah. It's a lunch thing. It's not really there for a convention. It's weird. I don't think they were thinking about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Greg, we have to ask because, uh, so we stayed, our Airbnb was in Camden, New Jersey. Okay. Yes. And every time we told a local person that they like <laughs> gave us this look of sh- utter You're fear, okay. like <laughs> they couldn't believe we were still alive. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. I didn't think it was that bad though. Like our actually, I didn't either. Experience. We had a lovely experience. Yeah, yeah. we were fine. 
But I everybody, think, like, I don't know if it just has a reputation. I mean, Airbnb or... was great, but the 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 street. I mean, we weren't like hanging out on the streets outside That's for that true. long. Like it was pretty much in and out. Like park yeah, the car, go inside. We were right. fine inside. Sure. Um, yeah. I think I think people just have like a lot of like myths. I don't know how else to call it. <laughs> like in in Philly, it's not even like about like what really happens. It's just kind of like it's like you know it's just the thing you tell each other. It's like oh like that's the bad part of town. Oh, can the uh-huh. New Jersey? You know, yeah. Jersey. <laughs> Jersey. I mean, come on, yeah. Even though it's like right, it's like right across. It's, it's right literally there. right yeah. there. Yeah. It might as yeah. well be Philly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, like, so I think it's just, it's just, like, it's like a thing people do, you know, it's, it's just like a, a joke right. or like a, a way of, of speaking, I guess, you know, Yeah. but I'm sure can you, you had a good experience growing up in New Jersey? <laughs> I didn't grow up in New Jersey. Sorry, I just had New Jersey on the brain, but you had a good experience growing up in Philadelphia is what I mean. I, I had a really good experience growing up in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah. I, I think Philly's actually a really special place um, for like, a lot of reasons. Um, like, I mean, okay, I, I gravitate this because uh, I'm a little bit biased, but I've noticed that like a lot of, a lot of great artists come from Philadelphia. And I think, um, like examples I think of are like, like David Lynch, like he had like his like big artistic awakening in know. Philadelphia. Yeah. Or, yeah, um, that's cool. oh man, uh, Tim and Eric, they're also like from Philadelphia, like very Who's Philadelphian that? artists. They do like this, like surreal, absurdist kind of comedy. They're like, I think they were on Comedy Central or Adult Swim or something. Um, if you, if you go on YouTube, you'll, you'll find their stuff. It's really unsettling, but they like, okay, actually I'll I'll talk, I'll I'll tell you like a little bit about their stuff. Cause I think it's, this is relevant to what I was going to say. Like what they like to do is like, they'll, they do this kind of like late night infomercial thing. They have these like characters that are kind of like awkward guy in front of the camera, like, Mm. you know, guy trying to sell you something and it always gets really weird, but they have this kind of fascination with just like, like the, like like TV and, and entertainment, but not like the, not like the glitzy glam, like, like not good actors, not like, uh, not yeah. entertainers, not the entertainers, but just like all kind of the weird parts of it. Just like weird unsettling commercials or awkward news people, you know, like this is like, this is like their favorite thing. This is like what they make comedy about. And mm-hmm. Philadelphia as a place is like, um, like where, where, where most cities are, I think really kind of like, there's a really clear hierarchy of location. Like, you know, like here's the good part, here's the bad part. Like if you're like this, you live here. If you're, you know, if your family's from here, then you live in this part of town. Philadelphia like is way more jumbled up. Um, so like you have people from like, for example, like at a given like food truck or like a restaurant, you have people from all walks of life kind of in the same place, um, really often. And it feels like, and it's also, it's, it's, it's a city of, it's called like Philadelphia means the city of brotherly love. So mm-hmm. like everything about it is kind of like, I, I feel like it's, it's a place that really wants you to kind of see everyone around you and really like think about people around you. Like it feels like, like, you know, the, the entire community of Philadelphia, as big as it is, like there's a really strong feeling of, of community. Yeah. Like it yeah. feels like all the people in that city have a presence with one another. Um, I think that's, I think that's really important. Like that's, that's a really unique thing about that, that city. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I can see a little bit. You know, of that. it's uh, it's kind of funny. The last time we had Steph on a podcast with us, our guest is from Jersey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kat, she's from Jersey, <laughs> and hearing you like you're gushing about Philly, and it's just so wonderful, and you had a great experience, and she like railed on Jersey the whole time <laughs> that she was on the podcast, like yeah. just. Yeah. cursing the very heavens <laughs> that jersey even exists 
It's just funny. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to hear someone who really loves their uh their hometown. <laughs> loves nice. where they're from. I love yeah. I yeah, I, I definitely love like that that spirit of Philadelphia where it's coming from. I think it's really beautiful. Um and so what was what did your parents do growing up? Like what were, what was that? Uh when um, so I was saying earlier, like my mom was from, from Russia. Um, when mm-hmm. for the, in the early years of my life, it was just me, and my mom, actually, she worked as a paralegal. Um, and then she married my dad. He was, um, he studied political science and then he became a political science professor. That's when we moved to like Michigan. Um, and then from there he moved into doing like he doing professor stuff wasn't really working out. And he worked instead in uh, pharmaceutical marketing research. That's what he actually does. Um, okay. And my mom moved into doing public relations, uh, so she works with like arts organizations in Philly, like like choirs okay. and stuff. Um, mm. Yeah. So both your folks are still around. Yep. Yep. Still still kicking. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and you have. Uh, a, sounds like you have like a good relationship with them. Is that true? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm worried they're going to listen to this and and, and judge what I say. <laughs> we'll have them on next week and ask them yeah, what yeah. they think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we're definitely not like, you know, there's not like some, I, mean, I didn't like run away from home. But I didn't like tarnish their name or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. 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 We're, yeah. <laughs> cool. And uh, was, was like religion a part of your upbringing to you grow up in a church or anything? Uh, I went to many Catholic schools. Um, my mom had a really complicated relationship with religion, actually. You probably would love to talk to her. Sorry, I'm not. <laughs> um, um, like she, like in, so in, in Russia, like, um, I think it was like, there's like was an Orthodox tradition, which was kind of like the state yeah. mandate. Um, and like to like, like classic Catholicism, like Bibles, like Bibles were illegal in Russia. Like you couldn't, you couldn't have them. Um, mm-hmm. When she was in, in, in college or yeah, it was college. Like, so she met um, this guy from America who is a construction worker ostensibly but what he actually was, he actually was um, a CIA operative who was like working in secret in Russia, uh, like posing wow. as a construction worker. And he was smuggling Bibles into the country um, and actually trying to spread like faith into Russia. So, so was he was he a, C, a CIA agent who was actually a missionary? <laughs> yeah, something? I think. Yeah, I think he was. Okay. He was both. Or I mean, like, I don't, yeah. dude, <laughs> I want to meet that guy. Yeah, there's a story um, there. So he, so she actually like was baptized in secret, like, like with the whole thing. And then, um, like he, like, uh, I think she was, she was, she, okay. So like she was questioned once by the KGB about, about him. He like disappeared. I think he like, yeah, fled the country or whatever. And he was suspected of some stuff and they questioned her about him and she protected his name. Um, Hmm. yeah. So like she, so like, like for her, like, like where she was in Russia, like Catholicism actually was like subversion. It was like. For her, it was right. a way to be like, you know, like, uh, you know, like, yeah, fight, fight, fight the power. Like, I'm going to, like, baptize myself. <laughs> yeah. Um, kind of, like, in addition to being a faith for her, it was also, like, a source of independence. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, when she she came to, like, America, like, I think she still had a lot of faith with her. Um, she had, you know, like, a really, really difficult life. Um, and that, I think, gave her a lot of strength. So, like, when I was growing up, like, we did – I went to a Catholic school – um, and then my dad's, you know, she married, uh, this guy, my dad, um, and his, his side of the family, they're like really Irish Catholic. So they did lots of church stuff, but that was mm-hmm. my, my first church experience was like going with like his, like his like mom to church or something, but he himself actually wasn't religious like at all. Um, yeah. so it's I had like a cultural thing for him. Yeah. 
so like yeah my dad my dad like my dad's side of him was religious my dad himself was not religious like whatsoever like very atheist and my mom was um like as 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 she's gone like like not really like she like she, she's a spiritual person i think not necessarily mm-hmm. like like a, a faithful person like not like like catholic but she does believe in, in a lot of like you know like i think she believes in a god and and like a, like a lot of like kind of specific spiritual like in the soul that kind of yeah. thing so mm-hmm. I had I had kind of both both of those sides <laughs> growing yeah. up around me, and uh, neither of them clicked for you, or did where did you land? I'm just curious. Um, I think like 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 for where I am right now, I'm I'm definitely in a different place than I think either one of them. Um, but growing up, like when I was like when I was like a little kid, I mean like it's well, uh, I I guess I guess this is the kind of stuff you want to know about, like. Um, cause it was like, it was me and my mom at first and she marries like my dad. And I, I, as, as a little kid, I was like, um, really eager, I guess, to like, uh, Im- impress him kind of, that makes sense. Like I really, really yeah. wanted a dad and like, yeah. I wanted, I wanted to like integrate him to our family. So, so this is not your biological father. No. Um, okay. right. but so like, I think your mother married him at like what age? I was, week? uh, like five, okay. I think four or no, yeah, five, yeah. five, maybe six. Um, so it's pretty young. Um, but so like one, one, like, oh man, what was I saying? Uh, you wanted to, yeah. impress, you wanted him. to impress him. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I really wanted him to like, yeah, I guess that, yeah, I wanted to form this relationship with him. So like, I have this, it's very like, like a very like kind of typical, I don't know like what to call it. Like, like flavor of conversation would be, you know, it's like, they're like having like a kind of like a fun debate. Like he'd be like, Oh no, it's definitely like this. And she'd be like, no, it's like this. And I would like take his side pretty much like 90% of the time. <laughs> it's like, no mom, like he's yeah. right. It's totally this, you know, like whatever. It's not going to have any yeah. context to know. Right. So yeah. like, I think when it came to all of this kind of stuff, like I, I kind of became, I, I, I found, I thought, I basically thought atheism was really cool. I was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like like my dad's really smart and he's really cool. He's a professor and he's atheist, so I'm atheist too. You know, like there's no God. You know, mm-hmm. even though that then I was also yeah. going to I was going to Catholic school. Like I went I went I went to a Catholic middle school, um, probably the worst years of my life. And there was like mm-hmm. um, like a really a really deep sense of um, I don't know. Actually, I had a really negative experience there. Yeah, because like. Uh, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't really have like, yeah, I was, I was atheist. Um, and I felt really like separate from a lot of my classmates and like the culture of the school. And like, people knew that about me, like there was this like really like deep friction between me and the students around me. And there also were like, there were a couple like, like moments where that, um, like, okay, like, like, okay, this is like, (laughs) this feels like I'm railing. Um, yeah, but this is, this, this, is, this is, this is like a, this is like a memorable like thing that happened. So like at, at my, at the Catholic school, like every year, um, you have to do something like 20 hours of, of, it was called Catholic service, not community service, but Catholic service yeah. where, you know, you do something to, to help your community or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. which is nice. 20 hours is like a lot, like, especially for like, a, I don't know, middle school student, but that's, that, that was that. Um, but so also every single year, um, my class would organize a trip to um, Washington DC for the pro-life rally they do there every year. And if you, so it was like, it was like the entire class left for a whole day. They did this trip. And if you went on that, it counted as like 12 hours towards your Catholic service just automatically. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't mandatory. It just gave you like most of your credit towards your hours. Um, Most most students probably did it because they just wanted an 
call that and actually every student did it except for <laughs> one yeah <laughs> and it was me and then it wasn't you know, like actually like for me like i was i was like 11 or 12 like i didn't right. even know i didn't know what abortion was to be honest and right. like so the, the way this is presented to me was just like hey like here's a way to fulfill your catholic service requirement like really easily and you get a day off school like sounds great um <laughs> so i was like i want to do this trip and my parents were like reading this thing they were like uh I don't know, man. Like, do you, do you don't, you don't even know what abortion is. Like, this is really not right for you to go and like stand up for this. And, and also because my mom, like I will pers- both my parents were like pro choice. They were like, uh-huh. like, I, I don't, I don't agree with this first of all. And like, you know, if you do, that's, that's totally cool, but you don't even like, you can't even talk to us about this because like you're 11. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like you're <laughs> <Right>. 11. <laughs> like, I, it just doesn't feel right. Like I don't feel right sending you on, on this trip. So they were like, no. And I was like, man, like my parents are so yeah. lame. You know, they didn't let me like, you know, like it was just the whole, the whole thing was just really weird. But, and right. I mean, like now, honestly, now like, I really respect that decision. Like I, I agree with them. I don't think it's like, I don't think it's really cool to send kids on a trip like that. Especially because the things that people do, like 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 people have like signs that are like really graphic. It's like right. when I, like 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 people would come to our school to visit, for example, like presenters, like 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 stand up comedians or like people like you know like they'd be like, oh like I have this show to put on for students, and sometimes the sixth graders wouldn't be allowed to go because it's like oh you know he talks about sex, it's too graphic. But then you mm-hmm. can go down to DC for this pro life flyer where people have like models of right. mutilated fetuses, and it's like well that's fine, right. you know it's like yeah. it that that kind of thing, right? Like. Yeah, that that kind of stuff was going on. So we like I, I like this this is like the biggest like most obvious thing, but in in little moments all the time there was always this kind of feeling of just like friction, like I don't fit in, like I'm I'm not supposed to be here, like there's something and you know yeah, like <laughs> that kind and of that thing. And that was like kind of tied to this at the time you being an atheist. Yeah, a little I, bit, a little bit. I mean, I think like I was, I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't, um, I've never been like a really like strong, I don't know how you say this. Like I was like, I was ready to like kind of change my mind about anything basically, you know? Yeah. But I, like, I, I wasn't, I, I, I wouldn't, I don't know. Maybe if I went back in time, looked at myself, it'd feel different. I feel like I wasn't like an asshole atheist, you know, like I wasn't like, <laughs> I didn't like try to start debates about it. You know, I wasn't like, try, yeah. I wasn't, wasn't like, I, I'm proving you wrong that kind of thing. It just was like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't have that faith. I wasn't, I wasn't baptized either. Yeah. Oh my mm. God. Like so many, like <laughs> uh, we, we had like every, at least once a month, sometimes more, like we would go to like a, a mass, um, just like a mandated mass. Like everyone in school just goes to like the church and does like a mass thing. And I just mm, like, right. didn't know anything about the process and didn't know what to do. Like for, so yeah, for communion. Yeah, yeah. Like I would go up for the communion and they'd be like, Oh, you can't take this. Like, you know, you're not baptized. Like, right, yeah. <laughs> That kind of thing. I went to like a confession once, and I just like felt really weird about it. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, like it was just. Can't yeah. imagine why you felt like an outcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I can see that. Like, I mean, I remember going to some Catholic church services with some friends of mine, like, and when I was a kid, and like, I just didn't know all the things that you do in the service and like communion and all those kinds of things. I'm like, yeah. why can't I? I don't get it. Why can't I take communion? But you had to do that, like all the time you had to be in those kind of situations like all the time because it was your school yeah so yeah totally like every day yeah yeah like, I, I feel you so where <laughs> do you, where do you uh where do you land now like do you have a i'm do you i'm still consider yourself an atheist or what do you i'm not an atheist i don't think no i mean i i don't i don't 
I don't closely examine my beliefs that often. Um, <laughs> I, I think sure. of myself. I think of myself as like a, a spiritual person for sure. Like I do. Like I, I believe that there are things that like that exist that people can't see. Like I think I, I, I feel like that's that's true. Like I believe mm-hmm. in something like a soul. You know. Um, I think like when I like the the image of the universe that like I I, I most connect with is um like I, I like the idea of the. Okay, so I see I see consciousness in in everything. Uh, that's that's yeah. something I, I really really like, and I like the idea that like you know all of the universe like we're all kind of like part of this one big thing, and we're all connected somehow, and we're all like we're you know I don't it's not like there's not that there's necessarily like a goal or direction that we're we're moving towards a specific point, mm-hmm. but we are just just by the nature of the fact that we are like all together and we are all like acting and doing something like we are going in a direction, like yeah. we're, we're you know like we're all kind of like part of some kind of movement together. Like that's 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 like something that I I feel like pretty strongly about. Um, yeah. <laughs> but and that's that's I I don't I don't have like a name. I bet there's I bet there's I bet there's a name for that, but I don't know what the name for that is. Um, that's like. Uh, the- it's the force. The force. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I believe in, we're all Jedis and yeah. <laughs> no, but many clor. Yeah. Many <laughs> yeah. Don't you dare. Don't you even dare. <laughs> I don't, I don't dare. Um, but yeah, like that's, that's like the thing that like I, I kind of ascribe to, I don't have a name for that. And like, mm-hmm. I think more, like more importantly, like what actually, you know, I, I believe really strongly in, in compassion for other people, and and the value of human life or just just life in general the value of life and 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 yeah human compassion and mm-hmm. i try to like i i mostly want to think about like i don't i guess like one thing that i don't like about like a lot of big idea like belief stuff is that like i, I what i what i want is like practical like things to do basically i want to like i want to know how to act in my daily life in a way yeah. that i feel is like consistent with and i, I want to be like a good person basically and the way for you yeah. to be a good person not to believe something good but to like do good things Sure. Yeah. So <laughs> I try to think that's more. such a I think that's such a powerful point, especially I mean, our, you know, me and Drew's context is like Christianity. But I think Christianity has become this like, you know, believe the right things instead of do the right things. Right. And I think, you know, that was Jesus's whole shtick was like, hey, do the right things, like go and be compassionate and serve the poor and serve your enemies and like all this love, love, love. Mm-hmm. Um, but somehow we've still turned it into like, okay, well let me believe the list of right things and it doesn't really matter what I do. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That, that to me is like, I don't know. Yeah. That, that thing kind of bothers me. So yeah. Like I, I, me too. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. So I, I, I like, I try to think about like, yeah, practical things, just like, you know, I believe in, and compassion for other people. I believe everyone's valuable. I believe everyone's like worthy of respect. And so given, mm-hmm. if that's true, if that's like my baseline that I always come back to, like, like, how do I act right now? Like, how do I, how do I treat this person? How do I treat the situation in a way that's consistent with that? Like, that's, that's what I try to come back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think you can see that pretty clearly in Wonder Song. Like, it's this game about um, loving your neighbor, like loving your, even people who you might perceive to be your enemies. Like, if you would just, to me, it's this game that makes me more hopeful when I play it about people because um, you step away going like, maybe if I just like make an effort to understand where people are coming from, or maybe if I just make an effort to be kind uh, and help somebody out, 
in a situation, maybe it might change things, which I think is like a really, um, you know, like a really beautiful idea Mm. that um, Mm -hmm. it's hard sometimes to believe. Like we were just talking about 2018 a bit ago. Mm -hmm. Like that can be hard to believe in this, in this day, I think in our current like situation in the United States and stuff. Mm. Yeah. But I, I still think it's true. You know, and some of the things that are like most important to motivate are the way we live are also the hardest to believe sometimes, I think. Yeah. um, And to me, that's kind of what the game is about, which I think is really beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. I I don't know. Would you push back? You made it (laughs) along with with a couple of friends. Allegedly. Was that like intentional on on you guys' part? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like that's that's just yeah, that yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's, it's that stuff. I don't know that we like it, the game came from that place of of like having those kinds of feelings, and I didn't mm-hmm. I didn't want to like I didn't want to make it preachy for you know or anything like that. I do think mm-hmm. like because we the we who worked in the game like we do just believe this stuff like absolutely. I think yeah. that those values come through in the game, you know, without us having to like say it <laughs> um right yeah and, and 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 because yeah just just like with like um <laughs> like the way that i i try to make my games too it's like it's not about like i don't i don't want to say mm, like I, I i try to make it so that like the I, I want i want people to reach their own conclusions i guess is basically what i'm saying yeah. kind of the same way like it's not really about like telling the player something really good but about like kind of like demonstrating you know through practice right like I, I didn't want to like just like I didn't I didn't try to like make up a situation. Um, like I didn't try to invent like okay here's a situation where like optimism is going to solve your problem. I tried to just like think about real problems, and then I had these these characters I threw out these problems, and I just like tried to let these characters solve those problems the way that made sense to them. So that like what yeah. you see isn't like an invention that's meant to like give you a message. And just trying to like mm-hmm. I'm I'm just creating a space to like explore these problems and and like show how yeah i mean like not yeah not trying to show anything but i do think like yeah i don't know yeah our, our values like and 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 um our values like empower those characters and those characters like make decisions that i think demonstrate that like there is power in and compassion you know like the fact that you can see these things and believe them right like i don't know yeah mm-hmm. there was an element of like like there's a lot of things there's a lot of like things in the real world that don't exist in Wandersong. Like there's like a really there's certain problems that that are in there, I guess. So like right. that's that's like one kind of like I don't know, uh adjustment we made. But I guess like one one kind of goal with Wandersong was to kind of like mm, like I wanted to I wanted to give a picture of what a good world looked like. I think that was like kind of a big a big goal if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it wasn't about like um I don't know, like, 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 like you can, because you can't like look at problems in the real world, and you can't just say like, here's a step by step on how to fix this. You know, you can't say like, well, just do this and everything's fixed. Like, mm-hmm. you know, even, even, even like saying like, oh, just like give compassion, like you know, whatever the problem is, just like show compassion, the problem's fixed. Like, that's not you can't fix everything that way. But mm-hmm. I think, I think most importantly, what I wanted to do was like say, okay, well, maybe we can't all agree on methodology. But I at least want to want to give a picture of something we can agree on. Like I wanna I wanna like, you know, like if we if we have at least can have a shared vision of what like a good world looks like, then I think like we're one step closer to like working towards that. You know, that that's kind of like more what I saw Wonder Song as, and like and that's when it's like actually like when you when you guys gave me like the Jesus Game of the Year or whatever to me that was like a really big win 
because I don't really feel, <laughs> I don't, I don't like, I don't like, well, obviously because Jesus is a big deal, but also because, <laughs> also yeah. because like, I don't really feel that close with like the Catholic tradition, obviously. Um, yeah. But, you know, so for someone to kind of say that, like, you know, like, like this, this is a game that to me, like this represents like what my, what my, my ideals kind of are, right? And for someone to say like, hey, like as someone who's like traditionally Catholic, like this also represents like my ideals for me. Like I, to me, that's a big win because it's like, hey, like that, that feels like a moment of like reaching across the aisle. Like, hey, here's somebody who like, you know, there's, there are probably the stuff that we, we don't agree on, but like we can agree on this game. And like, that's way more important to me than anything else. You know, like anything that we could disagree on is so much less than like yeah. this shared vision of just like peace and understanding, compassion and, and human happiness. Like that's the most like important meeting- thing meeting a fellow cyclist on the road after a long day yeah <laughs> and, it's, and it's dark and you're scared yes and uh and that person shows up and it's like hey we can do this yeah yeah so, totally <laughs> brought it all back together mm-hmm. uh, beautiful no man this has been great like i'm we're we've gone about 10 minutes over what we told you we would or I think, I don't know if I told you, but we usually shoot for about an hour. Oh, I had no idea. <laughs> we could have just kept going. Uh, but no, man, I want to respect your time. Um, and uh, it was really lovely talking to you, man. It was great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, thanks. Uh, we'll have to have you on like like a, like a, I'll, I'll do a midlife crisis um, podcast where I just ask you a whole bunch of questions about your bike trip and then decide <laughs> if I want to do wow. it. Uh, do something like that. Contribute to Drew's midlife crisis. <laughs> yeah, I'll be working on it. I'll come up with a good idea for a midlife crisis uh, podcast. Um, no, but seriously, really enjoyed having you on. We love uh, Wonder Song. Um, mm-hmm. Jesus loves Wonder Song. So uh, who cares what told we us. think, right? Um, right. JC's into it. So um, no, but uh, but yeah. Any any projects you're working on that you'd want to like mention before? We uh, close out here. I have projects I'm working on, but they're secret, so I won't mention them. <laughs> right. I understand. And, uh, and where can people find you online? Um, my personal website is at greg.style. Um, I'm also at Zabanov on Twitter, B-A-N-O-V. Um, and if you like this podcast, you should play Wonder Song. I'll say that too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. It's on like everything, right? Switch. It's yeah. everywhere. Well, everything that yeah, it's it's on Switch, so it's everywhere. <laughs> um, <laughs> it goes everywhere with me. I mean, that's the point. Right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. We we are. The Switch is the only console we're on, but we're also on PC and Mac. Um. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I thought um, it was on other consoles. We we definitely want to be. So cool. keep keep keep, so keep it maybe. Dot, dot, yeah. Dot. <laughs> cool. Great. Um, so we'll go ahead and confirm that it's going to be on PlayStation 4 and Xbox. <laughs> Xbox. I'm going to say Xbox. I'm going to I'm going to talk to Mr. Sony and Mr. Microsoft, and yeah. we'll get us we'll get, take, get us hooked up. All right. Um, yeah, they're big yeah. supporters. <laughs> it's actually Mr. Sony and Mrs. Microsoft. Wow. Oh, sorry. My, my apologies. <laughs> a little bit sexist, but I'm going to let it slide. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Okay. Uh, you can follow Love Thy Nerd. On all the social medias, just search for Love Thy Nerd. We have a great Facebook community. Um, so if you search for Love Thy Nerd on Facebook, there's going to be two things that come up. Love Thy Nerd, like that. Love Thy Nerd community, that's our Facebook community. So if you want to chat it up about nerdy stuff with other nerds, it's a great place mm-hmm. to do that. Um, mm-hmm. 
what else? We have three podcasts. We have a whole podcast network. This is one of those three podcasts. We also have Free Play, which is sort of a general nerd culture podcast. Um, they get into all kinds of issues and topics around nerd culture, and it's just super fun to listen to. Yeah, it's great. And then we have a brand new uh, comic book podcast called The Pull List. So go check that out as well. If you're a comic nerd, you'll love it. Um, I don't think we can keep calling it brand new. Yeah, They're on I like mean, episode still, five or six now. Still pretty that for podcast. That's still new. That's pretty new. I feel like. All right, you do what you want. Okay, I mean, when they get on our level, which will never happen if we keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it's an endless mountain. Uh, yeah, yeah, they'll never reach us as long as we keep putting out a podcast every day, which is really my goal. Is just to be yeah. everyone else. Be know? better than everyone else. That's right. Yeah. No, that's great. Go listen to this podcast. Um, go check out lovelander.com. You can read our uh, list where we mention Wonder Song as number one on the games Jesus loves, but there's a whole podcast about how we landed on the list that we have, but there's actually 12 games. Um, Jesus is so loving that he didn't just do 10 <laughs> games of the year. Well, so, the extra mile. One for each um, disciple, but, right? Yeah, that's oh, right. Hey, oh. <laughs> I think that was actually yeah. something that made it into one of our like tweets yeah. or something. Yeah, um, so it's, it's 11 disciples because you don't count Judas and then Jesus. Well, yeah, screw that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one for himself. His favorite was Winter Song, and then he chose one for Oh, him. yeah. For each disciple, yeah. Yeah, they're Anyway, but go check those out, and uh, that's it for us. And thanks again, Craig. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks very much yeah, to thanks, you, Craig. too. Yeah, this is really nice. Yeah.